This is Ranking of Video Games Part 6, Lara Croft Tomb Raider. I'm Colton, joined by Quinn and Kudro. Yo. Hey, guys. So this is the show where we uh, review and then rank video game movies in our ultimate tier list of video game movies. Uh, we've kind of been working through the different series. We're through Mortal Kombat, and now we're starting into the Tomb Raider series. Yeah, so I guess I'll get started Just from 2001 with Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft. Um, I'll give a little bit of a plot line here. The orphaned, heiress, and intrepid archaeologist Laura Croft embarks on a dangerous quest to retrieve the two halves of an ancient artifact which controls time before it falls into the wrong hands. As an extremely rare planetary alignment is about to occur for the first time in 5,000 years, the fearless Tomb Raider will have to team up with rival adventurers and sworn enemies to collect the pieces while time is running out. But in the end, who can harness the archaic talisman's unlimited power? So, we were, me and Kudra were kind of talking before, and I said this is Uncharted, but 2001. <laughs> yeah, I could see some similarities. Um, obviously, less... Less um, video quality options yeah. there in uh, 2001, especially yeah. CGI, as we're used to with uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tomb anyway. Yeah, so to Tomb Raider is 2001's Uncharted, which is 1980s Raiders. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah, very, very much some Indiana Jones feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, Which means I'm pretty sure Colton's going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's all happening at once, all the time. Just keep <laughs> Too many <happening>. chase scenes. <laughs> That's not nearly as many chase scenes in this. No. Well, but I'm sure you hated them. It tries to do <laughs> weird, interesting things that don't work instead. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, let's, let's get into the plot line here. Um, through the whole entire movie. So I took notes kind of during the movie with uh, kind of each scene style. So it should be pretty good and pretty in-depth. Um, so Laura Croft is, well, it opens up with Laura Croft hanging down from like the ceiling on a rope. Um, and she lands inside a tomb and kind of like runs away. And then um, she's like, I don't know, we kind of get a look at Laura Croft as like her video game character because she has her guns and like it, you know, like goes through yeah. that and just trying to show her, you know, she's this badass with two guns. Look how badass and up. hot she is. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then, like, there's like this random machine there. Like, it's like chrome. Very random. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're supposed to think she's in a tomb. Well, they're, tra- I don't know, they're trying to do something weird. One of those things that was weird that didn't work for me. Um, she starts fighting the machine and then it's like it's getting all intense because she's like oh is she going to live is she going to die and, and obviously she lives um, and then it comes to find out um, she walks like out of the the, the temple Tra- that training in. simulator right yep. I don't know yeah it's like it's a training simulator like, but like right in the middle of her house right like it's the central part of her house she's got a big anyway, house that was weird that, that was just weird to me that they, I don't know. I get what they were trying to do, but to me, it didn't work. 
anyway, she walks away and we get a shower scene of, well, she's not only a badass fighter, she's a, a hot woman. Yeah, that's essentially what we get, which wasn't necessary in my opinion but yeah that that shower scene was several <laughs> seconds too long <laughs> um i'm sure she got paid very well but like yeah that was i don't know anyway um so then we skip to a scene in venice that gives us an overlay on the screen that says venice i think venice italy which is the you know the the place in Italy, the city in Italy with all the canals and the gondolas. Um, and then we're getting like some conference or like, I thought, it, I don't know, a conference was the first thing that came to my mind because it just right, seemed so like corny. A, a Illuminati a conference, cult meeting. Sorry, a, a conference. It yeah. felt like a conference. It didn't feel like it was, I don't know, it wasn't as mysterious as I thought it should have been. But yeah, it was very weird. It zooms in and then they're going their, their stuff or whatever. Breakfast will be in the other room. Get it like a conference. Like it was it was an Illuminati conference. And then it, this guy comes up to the podium and he's like, sorry, they ran out of everything bagels, but uh, we got some flavored cream cheese to make up for it. Um, that'll be in room 2B down the hall. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, stay tuned later for our seminar on enlightenment and following the path of light. Um is that what they do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'm bashing this movie too much already. I You're bashing it before you even got the plot out there. <laughs> Tell us how you I'll, really feel about Well, I'll be a little more neutral. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, they have like their little meeting, which I wasn't really too focused on. So like I didn't really care about it because I knew right. what was kind of happening already. It was like, oh, there's some... Yeah. artifact that they need to steal or something right or that they need to get a hold of and here's the bad mm -hmm. guy and he's got a weird lawyer kid sir jora mormont yeah yeah um, i don't know the actor's name um, anyway they do their conference they figure out what their goal is which is this i think they reference triangle I believe. So we kind of get an idea that it's something to do with a triangle, Illuminati right. triangle. Mm. Very nice fit. Um, but other than that, we really don't know much about this artifact. Um, and then we go back to Laura Croft and she's like sitting at her desk and the butler comes in with like some dockets or some, I don't know, mission files or contract maybe. I don't know. What is a a tomb raider like is that like yeah it's, an archaeologist it, for hire or what right know. it's like unimportant to the overall plot it's just kind of like here's some things i feel like the difference between the archaeologist like the archaeologist is all about like discovery and like or well supposed to be you're not indiana jones uh you know you're supposed to be like preserving the uh the ruin and such the tomb raider just seems to plunder it basically right so and Again, kind of like Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, so, like, I don't know. I felt like I was, like, focused on those for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. But it's just a opening scene to open to allude to that today is the 15th or the 15th of a month. Right. That was really weird. The 15th out. of a month. It's like, the you know what's wrong with the 15th? So I was like, wait, so the 15th of every <laughs> month? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. <laughs> that was unclear to me if if like she meant the 15th of May. They should have specified I, that because I thought well, the I'm same pretty sure thing. it was just a month, like every month, like to every month on the 15th. Well, well, no, because like, I mean, if you if you took a scene further, it's like, you know, you see the uh, the father's tombstone. And I don't yeah, know the exact date. It was but May it was like 15th. Something the 15th. It was May yeah, 15th. So I'm but what I sure don't. She, I'm pretty sure she just meant that. Like it was just May like 15th. the anniversary of her father's death. You're probably right. Well, we'll let that one slide. But yeah, there really wasn't like, I don't know. He, it it didn't really tell you what was going up. on yeah. up to that point. Like it kind of just, you're watching things happen, like Tomb Raider things and like, look how hot she is. Like, look at this shirt she's wearing that's really tight. And then they're like, right. it, it, just like for a good half hour, that's all you got. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we find out her dad went missing on the 15th. Come to find out, like Kudro said, he's dead up. Uh, which is kind of alluded to. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we skip to the next scene where um, Laura's on a telescope. Like, or no, no, no. Laura's asleep and dreaming, like about her dad. So, like, that was to set up the dreaming scene of like mm-hmm. her relationship with her dad and like how they have like a really good close relationship and that their time was too short and all that. Um, give, gives Laura Croft a purpose. Um, you know, one thing that is interesting about the, uh, Angel about the character, uh, the characters is that like, uh, the character who plays Angelina Jolie's dad, uh, what's the, what's the guy's name? John Vaught. John Voight. Yeah. yeah. That's actually Angelina Jolie's actual father. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so they got, a, the, you know, the real life mother and father portraying the fictional mother and father so it's like you know i'll, I'll give them credit for the casting that, that's that's a nice touch interesting i didn't know that um but what? yeah their dad her dad's relationship and oh he's also the dad in um national treasure yep <laughs> yep what's his name no. ben ben something little little Nicholas random Cage's character Little random cutaway there, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so after she figures out she's sad about her, after we figure out she's sad about her dad, right? We get into the scene where she's like bungee dancing before bedtime. Oh yeah, that was weird. That's oh, you like don't, you, you don't do your bungees before sleeping. I got mine set up in uh, the hallway. <laughs> oh, right. Because I yeah, that was that's how that's like Why? where. I, yeah, I don't know. There's bungee dancing because she has that magical artifact, which she found at the beginning. Well, yeah, because she found she woke up, she had the dream with her dad, then she found the magical clock, the right? Clock, yeah, which she then just proceeded to bash with a hammer until she found the artifact within it, and then she right. went to go see this one get this like artifact dealer who could like, hey, I can't tell you much about this, but you know who can? This shady dude. And then she shows the picture of the to the shady dude. And now the shady dude's like, I'm going to kill her and take that clock. Right. Everyone's out to get her because of her magical clock. Yep. Yeah, because we need it for the artifact. Um, And then he, he has to end up, like, has multiple meetings with Powell, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, And they can't come to an agreement. And so then... She knows it's in Cambodia somehow. 
I forget why. why. Yeah, so she she knows it's in Cambodia because after like she gets essentially when she's doing her bedtime bungeeing, um, her her house gets broken into by like a squad of militaristic people trying to trying to take the uh, clock from her. So she goes through the scene where she talks to her tech guy. Her tech guy's name was Bryce, right? Yeah, the tech guy is like talking to her while she's like shooting at people in her house. And then she gets on a motorcycle and like escapes from her house while shooting people riding her motorcycle. Um, yeah, and then then she go then she makes her way to Cambodia after that, correct? Well, te- well, technically yes, but I believe it wasn't until after she got that letter the following morning. Oh, that told her where to go. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like there's the, opposite ends of the earth. <laughs> yeah, then you got that whole backstory, the triangle of light that can manipulate right, time, right? To this destruction and of it, this ancient civilization. This is like the first point in the movie where I felt like there was any idea what was going on. Like it felt very just like kind of just random things going on up until this point where it really told you what the movie was going towards. Yeah. It was very clunky up to that point for sure. Right. I just kind of lays it all out. Yeah. So she, now she knew, knows where to go from the letter. Like Kudrow said. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has to go to Cambodia and she has to do it in 15 hours because of right. planetary alignment. Yeah. There's like, she's got a time clock. There's the like a movie. there's like a very like short window where you can treat um get the triangle fragment mm-hmm. and it only happens every five thousand years. Right. So something like that, yeah. So she has fifteen hours to do it and she has to go to the Cambodia and she's like, Oh I'll just call on a favor from my old military buddies. And no problem. She showed a picture of the military butter buddies for like way too long. Like it felt like they were trying to like show that we would be meeting them or something. Right. I don't know, to me, that's how it felt. And yeah. then, no, they just gave her uh, a parachute down in yeah. Cambodia. Just cuts right to her dropping with her right. load out. <laughs> yeah. And she's able to land in, in the Cambodian forest. No problems. <laughs> with a big-ass Jeep. Um, but then one of the, like, the weirdest scenes, I thought, was when it cuts to the temple or wherever where Powell mm. is the bad the bad guy is and he's mm. like he's obviously going to, to where Laura needs to be as well and mm. all the workers are like pulling the ropes and they're like they're not even pulling them they're just swinging their arms <laughs> and I was like <laughs> what is going on it was just so weird yeah but anyway somehow they pull they pull the wall down um with the help of Daniel Craig I was about to say, I feel like that right there is like, I mean, you see him in the shower scene later, and this dude's pretty ripped, so, you know. Dan- yeah. I feel like Daniel Craig just did all that work by himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, And, yeah, we we kind of got a taste of, uh, I think his name was West, right? So, name. Alex, yeah, Alex West is the, played by Daniel Craig, is like this other tomb raider guy and then he's teamed up with uh manfred powell who's the evil guy we were talking about before and he's played by ian glenn who i was referring to sir jorah mormont from game of thrones um but yeah so that's that's you kind of in that first tomb is where you get your 
I don't know, first real meaty dialogue. You get more dialogue with Alex, who's set up as like her rival, the character played by Daniel Craig. Right. They're like rivals, but also they have some, there's like a sexual tension. Right. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so he's there and then they make their way in. Uh, Laura Croft is able to like drive through the forest. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly wide openings to drive through. Anyway, she makes it Uh to the temple, obviously. Is able to come in to the temple from a different direction. Um, She starts like hallucinating a child. Mm -hmm. And the child leads her to some jasmine on the wall. And then there happens to be a sinkhole below the jasmine that she falls through into the temple. Um, Which there, her rope climbing skills like really are able to help her because she grabs onto a a vine or a mm-hmm. root from something yeah. above. Yeah. So she makes it in and she's like being all quiet and Alex West is trying to figure out how, where the triangle is and um, they're about to put the clock in the wrong spot and Laura Croft's like, no, you need to put it in this spot and he's like, well, why would I trust you? And she's like, because we're both trying to do it or i don't know yeah basically she's like because i'm right and you don't want to wait five thousand years right yeah snarky line right Um, and so he throws it and she catches it obviously um and then she puts it in the correct spot which uh moves this or makes the swords or no no no. it like releases swords in and then they put the clock in and then um it released like a log that was swinging towards this big cauldron of liquid green liquid magic so, liquid. right it doesn't pe- it doesn't <laughs> pierce it so laura like jumps on it to m- give it more momentum breaks it open we get a bright like white flash and then there's like this like silverly silverly i can't say it silvery silvery so yeah magic slime flash. slime that like oh, okay. slides out yeah. and then goes to the middle and then um and then the triangle's there and then laura craft grabbed Laura Croft grabs it on her way by swinging it just before the other guy does. Um, and then she managed to escape somehow. And uh, there was like some fights with the gargoyle stone. Yeah, like some stone creatures of some kind. Stone mm-hmm. soldiers, mm-hmm. Um, which was like a big fight scene. So I didn't think it was terrible. The CGI wasn't the best, but. I thought that was one of the best scenes of the movie. I thought that was like a pretty, I thought that fight scene was actually okay. okay. And I, I thought, I don't know. I guess I felt like if the CGI of the stone creatures was better than the other, any other CGI in the movie. There, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know if I call it good, but there are a couple moments I appreciated. Cause like uh, you have like the moment where Jorah Mormont, like one of the creatures throws a sword at him. So he just takes like one of his own men puts it in front of him. Right. So you're kind of establishing, further establishing that this dude's an utter piece of garbage. Uh, but, and then you actually have the direct, it seemed like a Raiders of the Lost Ark call out where it's like the stone monkeys doing like this slur- uh, flourishes with the sword and then Laura Croft just pulls out the gun and shoots them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that was fun, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Other than that, I can't really say this fight scene stood out too much. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so the fight scene ends because Laura Croft is able to escape the monkey that's chasing her. 
and then she makes it to a waterfall and Alex West is there and he's like, I can't let you leave. And she's like, Oh, well, you're going to shoot me. And then she dives off and mm. it's perfectly fine diving off like a 200 foot on a waterfall. I don't think it was 200 feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty high. I guess it's just very fortunate that the pool of water there was apparently deep enough. Eroded enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no but then she's... At the bottom of it. Right. Then she's boating around in this village in Cambodia and she finds some monks and the monks help her and they give her magical healing stuff that heals her wounds and essentially like pray with her and and then she's like the monk's like, Oh, I knew your dad. Like, oh my dad. And then everything comes flooding back, obviously. Um, I definitely gotta figure out what the hell's in that tea. Right. <laughs> um so she has one piece of the artifact. So obviously Powell, you know. Oh, forgot to mention Powell has the um the, the clock. clock. Yeah. Right. They got the clock. Lara got the triangle or half of the triangle. So like they, they need each other essentially, which is brought up numerous times. Um and they they realize they need each other. Right. Essentially, like they go phone call, right? Yeah, they go through the whole thing where, like, oh, I, they don't trust each other, but they both need each other. And Laura shows up, but she doesn't have the thing with her. And he's like, of course, you're too smart for that. And eventually, they, they agree to team up to get the last piece, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, um, that, that, a... Sorry, go ahead. Oh. I was going to move on, so I was... Uh, yeah, you go, go you're for it. Say. No, you're good. I was just going to say, how did they figure out it was Russia again? Or I don't... Siberia? I, I figured that was from that initial thing, two sides of the earth, and that... It, okay. I, I thought that told her where to go. Oh, and, and it was at the crater of the meteor, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, from yeah. the... The story of the magical city where they had the triangle, but they yeah. abused the power, and it blew up the whole city. Right. So it was like... Well, they're opposite ends of the earth or whatever. So then right. they, mm-hmm. they all go there together. They land in Siberia and they take the natives people's dogs for cash. <laughs> and then they, the Russian army shows up with some amphibious vehicles. Mm-hmm. So they can just drive around, go through the ice, like get wherever they need to go. Right. Um, but then they end the dead zone, which is like where there's no radio communication so then they mm-hmm. have to ride the dogs into the crater mm-hmm. they show up at the crater there's some cave system underneath um leads them to a bell of course laura's like rings it it shatters the ice wall next to them and then they're into this i don't know very humid look very hot and humid like, right central i don't know it reminds me of like the center of the earth like theory or you know something like that um but anyway oh before that, she, Laura Croft is wearing a, a, a thin T-shirt. Are we going to talk thin, about like, oh. <laughs> a thin? Yeah, I don't know tank yep. top. Oh and yeah, they're like this like co- coat that wasn't even covering yeah, her. Dude, this whole movie, like they're like we really got to highlight Laura Croft's breasts, like in every scene. They're like we're going to the ice cold. It's like put them out there. And they just got the jacket with like just the t-shirt. Yeah, I, I saw it too. I'm like, wait a In minute. Siberia. It looks so cold there. And I'm like, okay, what about I'm like, she's gonna zip the jacket up later when they're like 
going into this on the dog sleds. Nope. nope. <laughs> she still just got the open. jacket open. <laughs> right. I, I would um, I would argue this movie's probably most well known for the fan service. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there's my hot take. This movie's only good for the fan service. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair critique. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's but yeah, so like that that was just a big one that I had to point out. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're also supposed to know that Lara Croft is having this like internal like debate on what to do, mm-hmm. like her two options, whether she like, you know, just destroys it or helps. Um, and then she he hallucinates a, like another child who like mm-hmm. says, oh, don't don't go there. Like it's a mistake or whatever. Essentially. Right. Right. Um, and then there's Jasmine there. So I don't know what, what it is with the Jasmine. It's yeah. It's. Makes me hallucinate, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I don't but, know. It's supposed, to be, it's supposed to like trigger something, I think, because her father showed it to her. It's, it's trying know, to okay. connect things. Yeah, the father said, like, you'll note the entrance of the tomb when you find the jasmine. But gotcha. as far as Ghost Girl is concerned, who knows? <laughs> right. So now we kind of have that set, set up of like, oh, what's she going to do? Is she going to use it she's gonna destroy it that sort of thing so like Mm -hmm. i didn't really know what was gonna happen well it left a little bit i guess for me yeah but right i kind of figured what was gonna happen what happened so i think it did a good job in that department Mm -hmm. um but yeah so they go in and they're trying to find the triangle again because they're on a time crunch of five thousand years Mm -hmm. and so alex and laura are like jumping around this giant like planetary structure what that's spinning mm-hmm. trying to figure out where the triangle is and then laura's like oh you can you know, trust me like it's this literally the same um scene from the beginning of the movie where they got the other one right. she says you know you need to trust me and then they give the clock to her and she puts it on the bottom of the earth I don't know. That was the, the Earth, right? Or no, that's yeah. The, I don't know. The sun. Don't, the yeah. sun. Yeah, I think so. Unless Maybe you're going the with the unless you're going with the geocentric theory of the universe. The takeaway no. is Lara Croft always knows the, it's the right thing to do in the <laughs> right. Yeah. So then some magic happens. She gets sucked in, and then she gets popped out, and she has yeah. the triangle. Right. So then the Illuminati came with them, and the Illuminati like starts to like. I don't know. He gets really excited. Like he, he, he has a speech. He needs to have a speech for this moment mm-hmm. as he's trying to put them together. Powell shoots him. Gets rid right. of him. Like yeah. he's just. I don't know why he even brought him. Just for fun. Well, this was like his moment. The triangle's there. Now I'm gonna take over. Right. He's gonna become mm-hmm. the the guy in the center chair. That you know the the leader of the cult. Oh, uh, to me, it didn't get any like info or not info like i don't know it didn't seem like he even cared about the illuminati at all like no he just wanted the power of it right so he was like using them to right i'm saying why did the leader have to come if he doesn't care about the killing the leader i guess is what i'm thinking maybe i'm reading oh i don't know yeah i'm not sure if there was something told where the lead where they were part of it i'm not sure Mm -hmm. but yeah i guess that's a good point I don't know if they had mentioned anything earlier in the movie, but I, yeah, I, yeah. that's a good question. Anyway, that's not really oh, too important. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I guess the whole thing was like, you know, the Illuminati wanted the triangle. He wanted the triangle for himself. So he kills the Illuminati. So he kills the so he kills all the members of the Illuminati so he can have the triangle for himself. So that's kind of. I what thought I he wait did he kill? Time. I thought he just killed the leader. Uh, was there other? Either way, he was just the leader. Uh, yeah, either way, le either he way, killed the leader. Dead. Yeah, leader wants the triangle. We can't have him having the triangle. So Paul yeah. kills leader, gets triangle for himself. Mm -hmm. Right, and then Powell tries to use the triangle by putting them together, and nothing happens. And as we know it, Laura Croft has just the idea for you. There's these little blobs of like floating energy that like stop time. Yeah. So we saw the dog jump through earlier and it showed us an x-ray of the dog, essentially. Mm -hmm. Bones it's a and then time storm. Inside. Because yeah. that's totally explained. <laughs> right. Um, so Laura obviously thinks, oh, we just need to throw the clock into one of those and the magic key will pop out. Or right. the magic, what I don't even know what it was, the liquid or the, liquid, that, I don't know. The thing you need. Right. The obvious thing you need. Yeah. So she gets that and then the whole like place changes and the shit just goes down. Um the triangle's put together, it's whole, and mm -hmm. then they're racing to the top of a pyramid to to grab it. Yep, and her Laura against Croft Manfred. Right. And of course Laura gets there first. She's got the triangle. Um, but then they kind of get talking and then Manfred throws a knife at Alex West, who that was the weird one to me too. He, he got stabbed and then somehow he was, was unconscious and then he was alive. It was like, how would you be? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. He was getting crushed by the machine and he got a knife stabbed into him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't seem very realistic, and I don't know. But obviously, the play was: oh, Lara has a connection to this this Alex guy. Like, if something happens to Alex, she cares about him. He'll she'll use the triangle essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and so then, Laura Laura uses the triangle, right? Yeah. So Laura uses the triangle, and she goes into like a basically into some time storm and she sees her father and she talks to her father and her father's like, uh, is what it is. You got to destroy the object to save the world or whatever. So then she comes back out. She then, um, goes back to like before, uh, Alex gets stabbed with the knife and she goes to turn the knife around towards, uh, Manfred, but, for some reason, she grabs the blade to turn the knife around, which is one of the weirdest things in the movie. Why not just turn yeah. it with the handle? Anyway, she grabs the handle, so then the handle goes and hits Manfred instead of Alex. So then we've basically used the time trial to go back in time. And after she turns the knife around, she shoots it, so it's destroyed. and she's So she's destroyed the triangle, and she has saved Alex. Um. So then they come out of that, right? And Manfred stabbed at this point, and the the place is falling apart. Like destroying the triangle, I guess, makes the whole place kind of crumble down. So the place is coming mm -hmm. down, and then everybody's leaving. And then Manfred's like, I don't know, wants Lara to come over to 
talk to him or something. But but anyways, Alex leaves and he's like, don't take too long or something. Then she walks over to Manfred. And of course, he's not quite dead. So they're going to fight. They're both holding guns at each other. And then he says no guns. They get rid of their guns and just have some hand to hand combat. Um, she ends yep. it with a throat let's, punch. Let's right. fight like gentlemen. Right. Uh, yeah. But the whole well, yeah, but the whole thing was was that and I don't remember what the significance of this was, but Manfred had like the uh like some necklace that was important to her. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, because he taunted her with that. Right. Yeah. Then, and then after the fight That's what throat, it was. Right. Throat punches him, she takes the takes the pendant. Or the pocket watch, sorry. Sorry, pocket watch. Oh, mm-hmm. is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, but afterwards, like, you know, she takes that and then we have cool sled dog scene out of the cave as it's collapsing. Right, and her father re- revealed that Powell killed him. So that was like also the extra rage of. Okay, no, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, like Kudra said, she her sled's destroyed, but she can use her feet as skis. So the sled dogs take her out of the cavern as it explodes. And then we're back at the house. We did it. Yeah. No X back. No, no nothing. Just we're back at the house. Um, hey, so she's dressed as a lady. Oh right, of course. Yeah, and the, everybody's shocked. I shouldn't say dressed like a lady because it's offensive. <laughs> well, apparently the move the movie's definition of a lady. Yes, right. the movie. That's, that's what the movie was trying to tell you. Thank you, Kudrow. but yeah so i mean that's pretty much tomb raider right uh should we do our hot takes at at the beginning should we do our hot takes now just just do it now just let them all right my hot take is that this whole movie wants to present to you how sexy of a character lara croft is but the sexiest character in this movie is actually alex west that's my hot take did you see that shower scene did you see how ripped daniel craig was Oh I, I mentioned gosh. it earlier. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I couldn't. I was worried you were onto my hot take. Um, I yeah, just. So, I already told you my hot take is that this movie's for the fan service and nothing else. Right, but you're saying the fan service of Lara Croft. I'm telling you, the sexiest character in this movie is actually Alex West. Okay, you That's clearly fine. don't know anything about fan service because fan service can be catered to both women or men. It doesn't necessarily yeah, but, have to be sexy ladies. No, but but the fan service would be for the character Lara Croft. Right, like that's like the the thing with Tomb Raider. Um, Except that's also with Daniel Craig when you get like this naked shower scene. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's like fan service from like the point of like what Tomb Raider is. I mean, as far as fan service goes, I mean, if if it's like titillating or showing off a sexy bod, man or woman, then yeah, it's fan service. I don't I don't agree with that. Fan service is something that's specifically from the thing. Like it's like it's like playing to the audience's like it's a callback or a reference. Like Lara Croft like having huge breasts and showing them in t-shirts. That's like that's like the thing. That you, that's like PS1. Like <laughs> that is where, the game. <laughs> look where we spent all our pixels. <laughs> anyways that's my thoughts on it but I, you're wrong but okay <laughs> what's your take on this movie kudro 
I already told you this movie is fan service. Uh, this it's the only part of this movie that really makes it worth watching. I'm gonna give that hot take a rating scenes. of. A, I'm gonna give that hot take a rating of weak sauce. Hey, coming from so far, <laughs> what I already gave my fan service, uh, you're just sitting here confirming it. Like if I'm an E, you're definitely an F. No, I just oh, think man. that it's it's like not a hot take that the movie Tomb Raider is gonna have a lot of fan service in it. I feel like that's like a obviously the movie Tomb Raider is gonna have a lot of I, fan I don't service think in so. it. I mean, okay, look, I've never played a Tomb Raider game. Obviously, like you know, we know the standard and we know the standard Lara Croft outfit of like the tank top and short shorts. And, you know, yeah. we definitely got that. But then when you have the further combination of, like, shower scene, dropping the towel in front of the butler with, like, like showing off quite a bit sure. of, like, Laura Croft's side right. boob. Yeah. And then we have, this is that you already pointed out, Daniel Craig, you know, ripped taking a shower. Laura, and aforementioned Laura Croft taking a shower. It's, like, I can't because... If I'm looking at the plot, the plot kind of sucks. And, <laughs> and the action scenes are pretty they're pretty mediocre. So yeah. I can't re I really can't think of a reason to watch this movie other than to look at the Daniel Craig. Of a couple of half people. <laughs> Whether that be Angelina Jolie, Daniel Craig, you know, wherever your preference lies. All right. Well, Quinn, do you have any better hot takes than that for us? I don't think so. <laughs> I like how you're dueling. I like how you're dueling. It's very, uh... Um, we're, we're pundits, remember? Yeah. Uh, at, this, at this point, we're less pundits and more caustic critics. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with you. The plot was weak. Um, oh, man. How, much, how many nonsensical things have I seen that always has to deal with, like, planetary alignment? Oh, like my was, God. And then, like, like, the... watching, uh, like, like, old, like, what is it, 2000s, like, old uh disney's hercules where it's like the planets align and you can release the titans but then like the image they showed where it cut to like the planets aligning you know what i'm talking about like when they were inside the thing and it cuts to this terrible image of the planets like aligning it did not feel good i did not feel like i was in space um yeah so I guess we'll go through things here. The sound and score of this movie. Um, the sound mixing and stuff, fine, whatever. Like, the action sounds. I didn't have any issues there. The score of this movie. Holy shit, did it want to be The Matrix. I I like the like the weird 2000s, like, electronica-y stuff going on. Like, I felt all the, like, the action scenes, they were, they were trying to, like, kind of be like The Matrix. Like, to me, I'm thinking, like, oh, okay, you wanted to make a Matrix soundtrack and you did a bad job of it. So, but wait, that, are you telling me you didn't like the electronica thing? No, I thought it was, movie? I thought it was bad. I, it's like they were trying to be, it's like, cause The Matrix does that really well. But I feel like in this movie, I'm just like, what? It's, it just doesn't, I don't know if it's just mediocre electronica I'm listening to or just the way it's used. It did not sound good. It didn't. It didn't feel good at all. I, I thought. I thought the music in general. I did not care for in this movie. I didn't really notice the music. Yeah. At all. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to it. Um. I haven't watched The Matrix enough times to know. The yeah. The music that stuck out to me was like the electronic stuff, and it was I in like it. 
towards the action scenes that came right. up a lot. And then like through the middle, it like switched styles and wasn't any of that. And then it came back towards the end too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to agree yeah. with Quinn on that one. Like the music didn't stick out to you at all. Yeah. It just like blended into the background. Like I typically only notice music if it's like egregiously bad. If it does, if it's like so out of sync with the scene or if it's like, amazing and this one just and this one was none of them it yeah i i wouldn't back. say i don't think it was egregious but i didn't think it was good um yeah so uh cinematography um they really want to just make lara croft look like a badass and there's so many they're obsessed with like these close-up action shots of everything she's doing like over and over again like they're always like like zoom in on her grabbing that vine Zoom in on her leg while she grabs this thing. Like there's so many of these like zoom in shots and that along with, they just want to f- force every scene to make her look like a badass, like just all the time. And I feel like it just starts to come off as like forced. Like they're like forcing it so hard that it just like becomes like, I'm like, I don't believe you essentially. Like it just feels like they're trying to force it. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, Although she is the name of the game, remember that. Yeah, i <laughs> i get I get that they want to try and make her a badass, but it just feels like they try so hard to force it that I'm like, okay, okay, get over yourself. Gotcha. Like the motorcycle scenes where it just oh yeah, nah, that they, was bad in the garage where she does like a what like a three sixty or one eighty on the yeah. movie motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I admit that might that's that might be a little egregious, but. I don't know. I wasn't really getting that vibes from any other scene of the movie. Well, and maybe the maybe a little bit of the sled dog skiing, but yeah. I mean, other than that, I didn't think anything was that egregiously bad with the action. I mean, Lara Croft is a badass. I mean, you plot. I mean, you play the games like you know you do badass things in there, and they're translating that to film as well as they can. So, I suppose pushback. Yeah, I don't. I. I mean. <sighs> I, something about it comes off as like just so in your face that it's like they're treating me like that. I'm it's like they're treating me like I'm dumb. <laughs> like oh, yeah. <laughs> look oh. at how cool and beautiful she is. <laughs> Did you see last scene where we showed you this? <laughs> uh, I mean, other than the movie taking every opportunity it can to show us Angelina Jolie's figure. Right. I mean I definitely, I mean, I would agree at the very least with the way the action scenes are shot. They're not shot in the best way. I, I didn't have, but, you know, like I, I, I thought the scene, the first of the two triangle tombs, the first one, I thought that was the best scene in the movie. I thought the dialogue was good. I thought the action worked. I thought the stone creatures worked better than any of the other things in the movie. Wait, wait, hold um, on. Are you telling me that scene was better than Daniel Craig's shower scene? Well, well, I mean, that's, there. Do, do you, are we calling that an action scene? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think Angelina Jolie, I mean, like when you looked at uh, Laura Croft, you know, she gave him the once over, you know, the eye up, eye yeah, down. There right. was some action occurring. I, I do think the best actors in this movie are Daniel Craig and uh, uh, Ian Glenn, the Jorah Mormon guy, Manfred mm-hmm. Powell. Yeah. Um. It's like, and I, I guess this movie, like, it's not that I watch it. I'm like, oh, this is unbearably terrible. I'm just like, this is very generic. You're just, it, 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 like, it, 
it's generic. It just focuses on like how hot Angelina Jolie is. And it's like, okay, okay, just talk in your sexy whisper voice, but just do that all the time for like the first 30 minutes. Everyone she talks to, she's like, okay, but do it in like a sexy whisper now. And like, that's just the first fucking 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, but complete tangent, complete tangent. But did anyone else get, ever get like any Batman vibes when they were like doing the scenes in the mansion? I I did. I got. I thought that they're trying to do like a sexy whisper thing. Well, um, well, the reason I bring up Batman in this because it's like you know, rich, you know, rich, uh, you know, rich action hero with dead parents. Yeah. Some something of a sassy butler, mm-hmm. and apparently like a tech god that's true um i didn't think about that the vibes i did get though were um um bayonetta like i felt like angelina jolie's character and like just her like her like uh demeanor and the way she was walking and carrying her guns like i almost i the thing i got most was like she kind of is acting like bayonetta and I haven't played a ton of the old Tomb Raiders. I've played the newer ones. Um, but yeah, I, I that was just something I picked up on. I don't know anything about Bayonetta, so I can't confirm one way or another. Me either. I don't. All I know is she's a Smash character. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I I thought that that the scene I liked best was probably that first tomb, um, for the first triangle tomb, and um, some of the time stuff like they were going towards interesting things, but just overall I didn't think it was bad. I just felt like it was so generic, like just absolutely generic with Lara Croft, like that was it. And I I can't say that it was, you know, I. With me, I'm with that. I think I put it at a D. D. I it, it's like the movie is a D or a C. Like it's just mega generic. So if it was really good generic, it'd be like a C. It's not. It's got a lot. So I saw. I think Would a you D. Say double D. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's it, it just uh, it fits with the theme of the movie. It, it really panders to that. I <laughs> the scene with the jacket and the cold dude. It's just like I'm like what? <laughs> well, then she always has her mouth open, like in a weird like. Yeah. Uh, uh, like when she's like doing her like slow motion running. Yeah, it, it's it it's fine, dude. Sometimes too. Right, and I'm not here to tell you Angelina Jolie is not an attractive woman. I'm just here to tell you they just really want to put that in your face the whole movie, and it's like, okay, I get it. <laughs> right. Um, I think I'm I I'm gonna give it a D as well. Yeah. I think I was leaning a little more towards a D plus earlier, but the more we talked about yeah, the genericness right. and stuff like that. It got me thinking. So I'd say D. Um, mm. If you like Tomb Raider, I don't know. Watch it, I guess. I'm sure you don't watch have. it. I'm in the don't watch category. Okay. <laughs> what you, What's your rating? Uh, I mean, I feel like it kind of depends on uh, what aspect of the movie we're talking about. If we're talking about the movie overall, well, actually, no, first, 
We're going to talk about the fan service of the movie. This is clearly an S no. for fans. Give, <laughs> give us your fan service rating, Kudrow. Kudrow's fan service rating. Yes. Uh, that's why I just said it. Like, as far as fan service goes, this is definitely an S. All right, we're uh, putting that in an S in the fan service tier list. And if yep. you can get it on VHS, it's even better. Absolutely. DVD. <laughs> Blue, Blu-ray, like high def. I was like, you know, but uh, as far as the movie itself goes, I have to agree. It's a D. All right. Wow. Is that have we had a unanimous video game movie yet? Didn't we all give fan, Final Fantasy Spirits within an F? Uh, no. Oh, we, we didn't. Oh. Uh, no. All right. well, we we all did give Mortal Kombat Annihilation an F. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> we got Tomb Raider or Lara Croft Tomb Raider. That's our unanimous D. So I'm assuming that this is going in the D tier without any argument. No way. Um, I mean, you still got that fan service of us. So <laughs> I'm like cranking so up to C tier. I, dude, this is behind Uncharted. I, <laughs> I like. I think I liked this better than Uncharted. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, all right well i know i know you guys wouldn't so all right i guess uh lara croft tomb raider uh is in the d tier 